Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Very pleasant. Good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KDY. Terry Slavens with you and in studio, not via telephone. It's been a while. Let's welcome Angela Kennedy Robinson. Good morning, Angela. Yeah, I just wanted everybody to know I'm still a Texan and I had to bear out the summer too. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. I think you're, you're what we call a smart Texan. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I think I came back the hottest days of the whole year. It's what has happened, but it uh, looks like we're in for some relief. It's yes. here. It's here. It's yes. here. I'm excited. Some people got rain last night. Yes, bit, so. it's been awesome. It's been awesome. But um, we have, as always, an outstanding show. And I'm going to tell you where this spawned from. I, I had the privilege last week. Um, sitting in an interview for Working Ranch magazine and radio show. And um, we're going to be broadcasted on Sirius XM. And I'm really excited about that for farm and ranch listeners to be able to get that. But I asked, hey, can I share this information on Life Planning 101? Because this is a really good question. And all of our listeners need to hear it. And really, it doesn't matter if you're a farmer, a rancher, or just a business owner. You need to be asking these questions. Right. And so the question the rancher had was, what type of legal ownership should you have for your ranch or property should it be based on the number of cattle and what are the advantages and disadvantages of the different types of ownership so great questions and i think every business owner is probably in the same book right that they want to know um, what should they have for their legal ownership and what advantages and disadvantages are, are that? So I thought, we've got to incorporate this on Life Planning 101. This is too good to be true. In addition to that, some of the things that came out were some of the common mistakes that we see farmers, ranchers, and business owners make when it comes to their planning overall. And then last but not least is what is going on with the election year that farmers, ranchers, and business owners need to be paying attention to more than anything. And we're going to be talking about that this week, and we're going to be talking about that next week on the show, because next week, we're actually going to do the rundown of the proposed changes, what the current law is, proposed changes with Biden and with Trump on tax proposals across the board, whether it be income taxes, business taxes, or state taxes. So it's going to be a very powerful show. But we're going to be talking about the fact that you need a lifeboat and you need it really quickly. So, Because <laughs> if we have a blue wave, no matter what side of the aisle you sit on, you're going to wish that you had already gotten that lifeboat by that time because taxes are going to go up no matter what. So without further ado, I want to jump right into this because, you know, this is a really great question, like I mentioned. And, you know, one of the things that we always are telling people is that we're in the depends business. Now, we're not selling adult diapers, you know, so to speak, but we're always saying it depends. And this farmer had this question, what type of legal ownership should you have for your ranch or for your property? The answer it depends, it depends, right? But, you know, here's the interesting thing. And I think it doesn't matter who you are. I get this all the time. Well, my buddy is doing this and doing that. Or they've heard this or they've heard that. And my response is always this. Think of your operation. Think of your business. Think of your farm. Think of your ranch. Do you run it like any other business owner that you know? 
even if they're in the same industry as you? No. No, you don't. Everybody's unique. Everyone's unique in the way they run their business. Isn't that what makes America great? Yeah, I think so. So think of it this way. Can you really take what your buddy's doing and apply it to your own situation if y'all are doing things differently? Probably not. Probably not. And to add to that, let's talk about your future and goals. Are they the same as your buddies? Your family dynamics. We're really getting Most getting hairy, right? Yeah. yeah. And then your feelings regarding risk, the election, the political environment, everything, right? Everybody's in a different wave of thinking right now. COVID-19. COVID-19, right? So no matter what your situation is, it's not like your buddies. So I would encourage you to stop thinking about what your buddy's doing because I do know that that is shop talk. That happens a lot. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. You know, you're asking, what are you doing about this? And it's great to gain knowledge. It's great to hear things. And I was actually talking to a business owner a couple weeks ago and We've been trying to get him to move on his planning for a couple years now, and he just wanted more information. I said, well, you know, as long as you keep calling all these professionals and calling all these people and asking for information, that's exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get information. You're not going to get advice because without knowing your personal situation, your unique situation, no one's going to be able to give you advice. And to add to that pressure, if you go to these different professionals, if you go to an insurance agent, guess what every answer is going to be? Insurance. If you go to a banker, guess what every answer is going to be? Bank product. Bank product. If you go to an investment advisor, guess what every answer is going to be? Investments. Investments. That's right. So why would you do that to yourself? Really? <laughs> why would you do that? Are you going to quarterback that and figure that out? No, that's why I have a job. So, <laughs> you know, the truth is, it's kind of like if you go to the, and I'll use this for farm and ranchers, but it's like if you go to buy a new tractor, okay, and the tractor salesman doesn't even ask you what you need it for. They just go to selling you on this new tractor. Right. And you walk off the lot with this brand new tractor. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. But it won't fit in your shed. What? Yeah. Or you can't even use it for that matter, right? So, you know, that's neither here nor there. You have to know what the basis is behind what you need, okay? Now, should it be based on the number of cattle? I actually love this question. The host on the show, by the way, give a shout out to Tigger on Working Ranch Radio Show. But the host on the show... um, he said, you know, this is an easier one. I can actually answer this. No, it shouldn't be answered on that. And that's right. It really doesn't matter as long as you're operating it like a business. You know, how many head of cattle you have or how much income you have coming in for a business. But you are on the right track here. And this is where I think a lot of people get lost is they look for an answer instead of looking for the right question to ask. Because we don't always know the right question to ask and the right question is exactly what you need to get the answer that you need right so how do we find the right question exactly that's the key so you know it starts with this what's important to you have you answered that to yourself first i mean as we speak okay and this is just this just in the genre of farm and ranch in our world we're working with a second generation to continue the success of a first generation we're working with a second generation to get it to a third generation and still have enough resources to retire we're helping a mom and dad pass down a ranch to a son but not disinherit their other son And we're helping a couple second generations sell the ranch in the most tax efficient way. We've got a recently retired rancher that's downsizing and other retired farmers and ranchers that are just trying to stay retired. So it starts with you. What's your long term goals? And, you know, here's the thing. Maybe they're clear. Maybe they're not. 
maybe you have no idea what the future is going to look like and whatever the answer it's fine the point is is that you know and your planner knows to make sure that you have the flexibility guess when when you need it right so when we come back right here on life planning 101 you're not going to want to miss what are the advantages and disadvantages of different types of owners for your ranch property farm or business right here on life planning 101 segment two life planning 101 right here on ktx kdy angela yes what entity is right for your farm business ranch or land or real estate whatever you got right and uh i bring to mind of a story we just recently got brought in on an interesting family that the farmer was looking to sell his land because of health reasons and he'd done everything every every we talk about this all the time farmers send their kids off to school so they have a better life and then they never come back because they figured out oh wow there is Yes. And so um, the problem came, though, he had to sell the ranch and he started looking at the tax bill Hmm. and it was going to be over 60 percent of the sale price. Imagine that. Imagine that. Okay. so So, a million dollars. We're looking at six hundred thousand. Exactly. So why was that? It was the legal ownership of the ranch. It was the way everything or farm. It was the way everything was titled and what had been done in the past. Now. This is what we call, you don't know what you don't know, and you often don't know what you don't know until it's too late, and that's the one thing that's going to kick you in the you know. Okay, all right. So <laughs> the key is, you know, what what are you doing? And I think a lot of people, you know, we talk about this all the time on the show, they blame their accountant at this point. Well, why did you get me into this mess? Yeah, well, really, it's not your accountant's fault, um, to be honest with you, because your accountant has just been doing all along what you told him to do. I don't want to pay taxes. And you bring them all your stuff, and you say, I don't want to pay taxes. And what do they do? They deliver. I don't want to pay taxes, right? They don't think about planning ahead. And they don't ask you those questions. And maybe the questions that you don't even know to ask, they don't even know to ask because that's not their ballywick. That's not what they do, right? So think of it like this. You have equipment. It needs to be serviced. You know you got to service it every year. Let's say it's hay equipment. It needs to be serviced every year. Do you do it proactively or do you wait till you see smoke? proactive exactly (laughs) all right so the so-called bearings went out on this guy's plan and he had no clue because he wasn't even servicing it gotta service it you gotta go back and look at a lot of times people set something up 30 years ago is that still applicable as it is today no 10 years ago five years ago she's if we get election this year two months (laughs) (laughs) so you know things can change overnight and it's extremely important that you have someone helping you look at that holistically and knowing okay is this right is this wrong so i promised you some rundown advantages and disadvantages of different types of ownerships now truth be told we don't have the time to explore every caveat here but i'm going to give you the biggies and then you can take a look at your situation to see hey I may have some hot spots here. I need to be paying more attention to this on. So here's the basic options. Sole proprietor. Easy. A file of Schedule C or Schedule F if you're a farmer. And you keep it simple. Great, right? It's great for simplicity. Very bad for income tax planning. Okay, <laughs> not, not a lot of options. Unless your only plan consists of buying more green paint in a farmer's world, right? Or other equipment. It's really bad for asset protection though too. And you got to think about that. What's your number one threat as a business owner? Asset protection. So you got to be thinking about that. S corporation, better for income tax planning. Not so friendly when it comes to selling your business, though. A lot of people don't realize this. Not so friendly when it comes to estate planning. Really not so friendly when it comes to estate planning, especially if you're trying to transfer the business down. 
hmm, people don't talk about this. Why don't they talk about this? Right? Because we're concerned with what? Not paying income taxes right now. now. Today. And NS Corp is often that solution. Okay? So it's really important that you look at that, that long term. It is better for asset protection. Okay? C Corporation. Here's the deal. You need a dang, dang, dang good reason to have one of these. All right? And I don't know of a client we have that has that dang good of a reason to have one of these. Why am I saying that? It's not at all a tax-friendly structure. It may be resourceful when you have a very large operation, very large company. Most of our publicly traded stocks are all C corporations because they can have multiple shareholders and multiple share classes. And it really comes in handy when you've got very, 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 very large estates. But when you're talking about the middle class millionaire, 50 million or under, chances are the C corporation is not the best strategy for you it really isn't really isn't friendly when you go to sell it okay but it is the most asset protected so there's that caveat right partnership this is a toss-up with the s corporation a partnership is for your unique situation it's better for selling or estate planning than an s corporation would be but the asset protection is less so you kind of got to weigh your odds there and then the llc Okay, so the LLC is a very flexible structure in itself. It actually can be taxed one of two ways, as an S-corp or a partnership. A lot of people don't even realize that. But, you know, income tax planning is going to align with however that's taxed. Right. So if it's taxed as an S-corp, it'll be taxed that way, right? It's the most flexible structure, though, when it comes to selling or estate planning, and it is better asset protection than just a sole proprietorship. So I think, you know, you've got some options there. You can look at what you have and say, whoo, is this right? But the key to all of this, though, and the question we haven't asked is, what will you be funding it with? Real estate? Land? Equipment? Operations? People? I'm serious. Right. You, what is it? Because that makes a big difference. And that brings in a whole new subset of questions of what you really need to be asking yourself or not asking yourself. And by the way, what state are you filing this in? Hmm. A lot of people don't think about that. We may live in a tax-friendly state for certain structures, but not all structures. Do you know that? Nope. I did not know Wow. A lot of people don't. It, that is a very big key to this. So it's extremely important that you have to, those right questions to ask. So kind of going hand in hand with that, what are some of the common mistakes that we see people make with regards to this? Well, we've already talked about the big one. Remember the guy with the 60% tax bill? Okay, so he didn't plan. Now, you know, like I said, don't get me wrong, he had his basic documents, he had an entity, he'd set it up 26 years ago. There's a mistake. Tick, 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 right? Okay, so, and like I mentioned, the CPA was getting a bad rap, but he said, let me keep my tax bill low. And the thing is, is that your CPA is there to keep your tax bill low and keep you out of hot water. They're not usually planners. So like I mentioned, he wasn't doing anything to check his barons and services bearings. He wasn't checking his plan. And he certainly wasn't going to go to his attorney. You know why? Every minute that he's there, he's sweating bullets, knowing it's costing him a penny after a penny. And most farmers I know don't want to spend a penny, right? right? So it's really important that you have someone that's checking your bearings. Not planning is a plan. Not checking your bearings is a plan. It's just a really bad one. Bad plan. Okay. So we also briefed on another one of these. Putting your land operations and your entity in the same entity. Okay. Lots of people do this. They put both the operation, they put everything on entity, everything. Well, one of the reasons that you create entities in the beginning is for asset protection. 
So wouldn't you want to protect your real estate from your operations? I, it just makes sense to sure. me, right? Wouldn't you want to protect your equipment from your people? Yeah, it would make sense to me. So, you know, hey, you've maybe missed the ability to do a lot of asset protection just in the way you've designed it. And then, you know, secondly, is tax planning. There's some massive tax planning that you can do by just having your assets spread across multiple entities. Wow. Has anybody ever talked to you about that? It's extremely important to know that. So don't strip yourself of the opportunities for asset protection and tax planning when it goes in. And then the third, I think the biggest is property and casualty. So everybody wants asset protection, right? Business owners, farmers, ranchers. Here's where it starts. Property and casualty. 99.99999% of the time course compliance won't let me say 100 so 99.99999 percent of the time we work with agents to make changes for the families that we work with why boils down to this my dad had a cow get out on the road and uh, some guy ran over well he came in the office started looking around and you know next time we see him he's in a neck brace this is no joke because my dad had the rock property and casually, not the entity, not anything else, rock property and casually, he called the agent and said, hey, here's what I think is going to happen. And they had their attorneys on it. Imagine putting an attorney on retainer, not just any attorney on retainer, attorney that does this all day, all day right. in, day out for billion-dollar companies on your side. Or do you want to fight that on your own? Do you yeah. want to go find your own attorney? Do you want to spend your time, your effort, your stress doing this on your own? right? Your dollars Absolutely and still not, not come out ahead. So it's not worth it, right? So make sure you got the right liability limits in that property and casualty. It's big. So we're in election year. What is the biggest thing that farmers, ranchers, business owners, all alike need to be thinking about right now? You'll find out when we come back on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on this marvelous Monday. It's not going to be 100 degrees, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> marvelous 96. <laughs> Better yes. than 106. It, it is, it is, it is, right? I walked out yesterday, and I just felt like this hair dryer was hitting my face. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I turned around and went back in. That's right. so, um, so, yes, it's kind of like our winter time for you northerners. We just don't go outside. You just look at your horses and say, all right, you pour things in, and then the shade will bring you a salt block in the morning. <laughs> so you have a fresh one. Um, but uh, let's talk about estate taxes for business owners, for ranchers, for farmers. This is a biggie. So the federal estate tax exemption right now is 11.58 million. That's big. Huge. All right, it's huge. So that means if you have an estate that's worth less than that, you will owe zero taxes on your estate at a federal level. Okay, not state level. Key, but at a federal level. All right. Now, if you're married, that exemption jumps to close to it's double that. So it's like 23 million more. Okay, wow. so it's it's huge, right? So a lot of people are just taking for that for granted and saying, oh, well, that, you know, i got plenty of time, plenty of room, plenty of this, plenty of that. Well, there's a couple things. Even if, even if your estate falls somewhere between those two numbers, you need to be planning because just because you have that exemption doesn't mean that you get to use it. Yes, you heard me right. Just because you have that exemption doesn't mean that you get to use it. Okay. Why? Titling. It's the way your assets are titled. Didn't even know that. Okay, so if you have over a $11 million estate, you need to be planning no matter what. But let's talk about the election, because this is really what everybody's curious about. 
and this isn't meant to be political. This is no matter what side of the aisle that you sit on, you need to be thinking about this. So Hillary's proposal when she was running for president in 2016 was to take the exemption amount to 3.5 million. 11.58 to 3.5 million. It's a big drop. Yeah, it is a big drop. Biden has recently came out and said, okay, somewhere around 5 million, but he hasn't given an exact number. But I ask you this, is Biden the Congress and Senate? No. No. So whatever they push through, do you think he'll sign if it's democratic in nature? Yes. Yes. So what do they want? That's what we really need to be asking, right? And really, it doesn't matter if it's this year. No matter what, the pendulum is going to swing in D.C. We know this. It's going to go from blue to red. This is what it has always done. It's what it will always do. And my recommendation to you is to plan in the red years. If you don't plan in the red years, you're losing a lot of opportunity to do so. You're losing a lot of dollars. I mean, if if you have over a $3.5 million estate and they lower that exemption down, on 11 to 3, that's like approximately $9 million, and they come back with a 40% tax rate, that just cost your family $4.5 million. Yeah. $4.5 million because you didn't plan. Okay? I've already been telling my husband and my kids that if a Democrat gets in the office and we get a Senate and a, Cong- and a, and a House of Representatives that are all blue, I'm not going to be available for Christmas because we're going to be so busy before the end of the year trying to get this estate planning in order. Right. Because you don't think that's the first thing on their chopping block to bring back some revenue? Yeah, it is. It's a big one, and it'll go quick. So, you know, here's the deal. If we do this, you have the opportunity to avoid an unprecedented $23.16 million if you're a married couple in estate tax. But you got to do something before this year's end. And the truth be told, you don't really have to give it up. A lot of people say, well, I have to give it away to make that happen. Not necessarily true. It just takes some intricate planning. You have a little over two months. Yes, that's not a long time to be thinking about this. So you need to get your rear in gear in (laughs) a sense, right? So, you know, I think a lot of farmers and ranchers have all these other questions. And there is a lot going on. I mean, when you've got COVID, we have all this Uh, There's a lot. There's a lot on their tables right now. But if you have a large estate, you really need to be working with somebody quickly, at least to assess things and help you figure out, do I need to make this a priority before the end of the year? I think one of the best things that we do for people, we come up with this life planning analysis and we put everything in a pyramid and it's like a stoplight. It's red, green or yellow. So green means we're good. Yellow means we slow down. Red means we need to give it attention, right? And that's one of the best things that we do for people because those items in red are priority issues. We help people prioritize all this planning that needs to be done because sometimes people get overwhelmed, so they do nothing. Nothing. Well, don't let that be you. Just take it. Let us look at it. Let us analyze it. See where you're at. Red, green, yellow. And if it's not us, find somebody that'll do the same thing for you and quarterback those issues so that you make sure and do things timely and you don't sacrifice $4.5 million to the IRS just because you couldn't find the time to do it. Or we're afraid to do it. Or we're afraid to do it. Right. So, you know, one of the things that my dad always says, and you've heard me say this a lot of times on the show, could you, would you win? Could you do something about it? Absolutely. Would you? Yeah. Some people care. Some people don't. If it's a farm or ranch, I find most people do care a lot. Right. (laughs) And so when? 
Sooner the better. Yep. My recommendation <laughs> is you better fix the fence before the cows get out. Right. right. So with that being said, my name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless you guys. God bless America. And you know what? Make sure you listen in next week as we're going to be talking about the Biden versus Trump tax proposals and what that means for you. You're not going to want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 830 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.